0: Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 18th day of August. I'm Paul White. Hope your week went well. It's Friday. As you head into the weekend, let's give you a little something to think about from the Bible. Mark chapter 14. We are about to leave the Garden of Gethsemane, but before we do, Mark, alone among the four gospel writers, includes a two-verse story that has baffled scholars For centuries, Um, as early as the 12th century, we have biblical commentators saying that Mark is placing himself covertly into the story, which would be a little odd because as early as the 2nd century, church uh, father Eusebius says that Mark never actually met the Lord Jesus Um, How did he know that? I don't know. He's closer to the source than we are. So interesting if Mark is putting himself into the story. Let's read the two verses and then come back to this uniqueness in just a moment. Mark 14, verses 51 and 52. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body. And the young men laid hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. This has been thought to be Lazarus. It's thought to have been Joseph of Arimathea. As I said a moment ago, it's been thought to be Mark. It's unusual in that, in that it's the story of a young man dropping his clothing, having a, to use a more modern term, a wardrobe malfunction, finds himself naked and then just runs away from the, the disciples as everyone else has been running away. Um, It's unique, and that makes it particularly interesting because Mark doesn't have much unique. In, In Mark's gospel, almost everything you see is repeated somewhere else. In either Matthew, most of the time in Matthew or Luke, occasionally in John, but Matthew and Luke seem to build a lot off of Mark and include almost everything he says. Mark doesn't have a lot that's not found somewhere else. But this story is uniquely Mark's. And that caused people to think maybe it was Mark. And the fact that Matthew and Luke leave it out has caused scholars to believe that it was an incidental throw-in by Mark, something that really didn't make sense to the next generation of writers, and so they left it alone. So what do we do with it? Well, I, I, I brought up to you, I told you some of the ways of seeing it, but maybe due to the fact that it's not written in English, it's written in Greek, that would help us because then you find that there are some parallels to some of the wordings used here. First of all, within the context, verse 50, they all forsook him. Then in 51 and 52, this certain young man forsakes him. So in a way, what this young man does is just like what the other ones have done. And he's also a disciple. He's a follower of Jesus, which means that he runs in the same way they have run. So part of it is Mark showing that the young man in leaving Jesus leaves everything he is. And that's a contrast to what Jesus has asked you to do in following him. You follow Jesus, you leave everything else behind. When you leave Jesus... You leave everything else behind, at least in this situation. So they are stripped of who they are the moment they leave Jesus. Their their whole identity is in following Jesus. But I, I think it could be something even more. Mark uses the Greek phrase, a certain young man, and he never uses it until this moment, and he uses it only one more time. And that's... In Mark 16, 5, when they go into the tomb, the empty tomb at the resurrection, and entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side, but they were not alarmed. And he could have used the word for angel, but he doesn't. Instead, he uses young man, which is the same word he uses in Mark 14. And it, when you get those kind of moments where it's not a word used elsewhere, shows up late in the letter, then it shows up again in a different context. It makes you think maybe they're trying to tell you something. So maybe Mark is contrasting two kinds of young men, two kinds of people. He also uses another unique phrase. Now a certain young man following him, having a linen cloth throwing about his naked body. He doesn't He's never talked about linen cloth in the Greek, but he does one more time. And he does it in Jesus' tomb. Mark 15, 46. Then he brought fine linen, took him down and wrapped him in the linen and laid him in a tomb which had been hewn out of the rock and rolled a stone against the door. So Jesus is clothed in fine linen. The same Greek phrase used of a certain young man clothed in linen. And young man is found to be the angel that sets inside the empty tomb. I'm not trying to make a stretch here. I'm just trying to show you the only connection I can see inside of Mark. Inside of Mark's narrative is the young man in a linen cloth, which resurfaces later as the linen cloth around Jesus and then the young man that sets inside the tomb. And we know according to other gospels that when He sits inside that tomb. He's sitting there with the folded up linen cloth. So maybe the young man is in Mark 14 is indicative of all of us who attempt to follow Jesus and fail. And then the angel in the empty tomb are all of us on the other side of the cross. All of us redeemed, sort of sitting clothed in our right mind kind of thing. And if that's the case, it's a rather covert and maybe a little too deep cut (laughs) for Mark to have gotten his point across, but it's at least something you can do with it in the realm of the gospel. The alternative is to say, who's this naked guy that runs out of the garden of Gethsemane when Jesus is on his way to the cross? We never saw him before. We never see him again. And we don't get him in Matthew or Luke or John. And there's no other reference to him. And then we just kind of leave it there. And that's what we have done for the most part. So I don't want to make too much of a case that there's, you know, some landing spot on what to do with it. But at least you can find some sort of idea if you look at those words from one chapter to the next in their Greek usage by Mark. Okay, tomorrow, Saturday, we will tell you about the Sunday sermon that you can expect that we will drop on all of our platforms on Sunday, and then we will continue on with Jesus to face the Sanhedrin in Mark chapter 14, verse 53. See you tomorrow. God bless.